Rusty Quill presents. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. It's Reg. Just dropping by to let you know we just released a brand new bonus episode for Hai and I. Remind me to tell you later, Noche Buena. A Christmas-themed episode where Mary recalls childhood Christmases, both mundane and magic. All our bonus episodes are available for supporters of the $10 at the tier and above at patreon.com slash Supporters also get access to other audio, art, and video perks. It's the best way to support us and help us grow as a podcast. So sign up now. Maraming maraming salamat. Thank you so much. You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapu. Episode 36 Aklatan Part 2 know our guest by his memorable TV commercials, or more recently, his oddly satisfying viral videos surrounding his beautiful Kensington Market shop. We've invited THE Guru Mahadev, 
to discuss his success and the role of faith healing in our modern world. Thank you for having me, Marcy. And I must give credit to my new assistant for those videos. Well, intern. Fate, of course. And worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> with how traditional your methods are, it's great to see you get in touch with young people that way. Which I personally don't claim to be, but I do love those videos when they show up on my feed. You've mentioned that you're deeply spiritual, but that you're not particularly religious. Is that correct? That's correct. I've had my runnings with the worst aspects of religion, and my path has diverged from that. Oh, certainly. Some people have a complicated relationship with religion. I wouldn't call my relationship with it, um, complicated. Tasteless, perhaps. Rather violent, even. But not complicated. Oh! Well, would you like to share some of your experiences? I would not, but thank you for asking. Oh, oh, well, your, mm, your thoughts, then. My parents were quite spiritual, you know. They believed in the religion they grew up with. But theirs was a much more unconventional way of celebrating their beliefs. They were faith healers, you see. You'd be surprised how well they thrived, even among your average, well-behaved worshippers of the correct religion. Whichever's dominant for your area. I assume you grew up Christian, yes? I grew up possibly Hindu. My parents were devotees. Even as proud Hindus came to them for folk healing, that some particularly stringent devotees might consider, shall we say, offensive? My parents in particular favoured Hanuman, and I still carry his image, even now, close to my heart. And <laughs> the Ashvins, of course, and their father, Surya. As you might know, if you have accompanied me on a journey of self-healing, belief is vital. It's what makes us human, among other things. But it's only part of the whole. The whole that is human. And the part should never matter more than the whole. Do you understand? Yes. Nothing good will ever come from someone who thinks their imagination is more important than the person in front of them, or that their lives are worth more than yours. That kind of person is more dangerous than you can imagine. And for better or worse, we are all worth the same. Hi, Nai. I just thought I'd call now because I just got some news and, well, <laughs> I figured I'd call now in case something happens on this case that keeps me from calling for a while. I'm sorry, again, about that, uh, by the way. 
Y you know, when I was alone, wallowing in my grief, <laughs> I got a few calls, a few care packages. Laura kept checking in on me. Once, she even threatened to break the door down if she found out I wasn't eating right or staying hydrated. Mary, you know that you need to rehydrate twice as much after crying, right? <laughs> God, I love her. Sometimes, I'd even get someone knocking on the door to see a food delivery bag in front of my apartment. I never know who's the one sending them because they're under my name, even if I didn't order them. God, I... Sorry, sorry, um... I'm, I'm gonna try to not make this call as depressing as the last one. <laughs> I just want to say... I'm okay. I know you worry, and I know I'm usually pretty good at handling this sort of thing, but... <clears throat> I love my friends so much, and they've been giving me my space, but like I said, uh, Laura's been checking in on me, I, I know Donner gave me a call or two, and Murphy, well... Murphy doesn't even like me, and he still texts me about what's going on because... Because that's the kind of person he is. And Ashvin... Hey, oh, I'm Ashvin. Um, nay, he sent me a one-year free drink membership to a milk tea store in Chinatown. Guy's apparently loaded with the clients he gets, and he still gets sponsorships all the time. It's crazy. Nakaibatalaga. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's still been tough, but the sugar helps. <laughs> Ashvin's like me. He has power like me, and he had parents who are like you. But on the surface, we're very different people. He likes to lie. A lot, and that's kind of how he grew his business. He literally puts on a whole character, this Guru Mahadev, that he told me once he created specifically because he knew the kind of people who would hate him the most for it, and because he wanted to take advantage of how a lot of people would perceive him as an Indian man in his specific profession, and so he leaned into it. And I guess it makes sense. I mean... The kind of people he wants to enrage are the kind of people that... that... that took his parents away. The kind of people he'd inevitably be associated with to the layman, at least on some level. So, it's a balancing act. And it's interesting, because if I didn't know him the way I do, all I'd see is this guru character. But I know Ashvin, and I know that underneath the persona and behind the fake but expensive mustache beard cover on a professional liar, the guy's... he's a softie. Every time we spend time together and I come by to teach him what I know or grab some materials and herbs he got imported for me, he doesn't let me pay for half the stuff he gives me. Or he piles extra on like I wouldn't notice. 
he sends me one of these free drink memberships like it's nothing. And I'm pretty sure he's the one sending the dang food deliveries. And he cares. He cares so much. And sometimes it's hard for me to reconcile the guy who says, think nothing of it, my dear, when I try to pay him full price, and the guru who can look a customer dead in the eye and lie about how these special foot pads can clear toxins from your body, or how he can clear your chakras with guided meditation or whatever. But then again, I guess I get it. He's got this big sign on his door for his four-step program that makes me laugh every time I see it. It says, Number one, seek medical advice from a medical professional. Number two, seek medical advice from a medical professional. Number three, seek medical advice from a medical professional. And number four, join me on a journey of self-discovery and spiritual healing. (laughs) Going by Yelp reviews... The number of people whose lives he changed, or who discovered inner peace, thanks to him introducing them to the traditional remedies his parents specialized in, is pretty significant. Sorry, I I got into the weeds a little bit, but what I mean is... I'm glad I have Ashvin. I'm really glad I'm not alone in this... That against all odds, I met someone who I share a surprising amount with. And I'm glad that I could help him take back the power that Langford, I mean, George May, tried to take from him. So, uh, Laura told me, because she's the realest one there is, that the others are trying not to call me into new cases because they want me to... rest. But I'll be honest, I'm not feeling particularly restful. I know they're doing something big tonight because Laura told me to be on standby in case I'm needed. And unfortunately, I'm always needed. Or almost always. No, that's unfair. Ashvin's amazing, and he's learning faster than I've ever done, but... I had you. And all he has is... Well... Me, I guess. Me, and all that he remembers from his parents. He's amazing. They all are. I just... What if... What if something happens tonight? And I could have done something to stop it. That... that doesn't freak you out? After everything you've seen, this is what freaks you out? No, I just mean... Mean... I know we have to record these things. But once we record something, it means that at some point in the future, someone will be listening. That's... yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point. Yeah, but it worries me not to know 
cool be listening. Hard to trust it. Ash. You're deflecting. Sorry. Long night. I know. I... I'm sorry. It's funny. We kept you out of this because we were worried about you and your mental health. But I think after tonight, you're the most well-adjusted out of all of us. Take your time. If you need to gather yourself. No. I need to tell you. Before I forget. I am so... I'm so sorry. You said that already. Okay. All right. Evelyn and I, we got stuck in one of those miasma things when we went to check on Elaine O'Donnell's grave. We hadn't even started digging yet because Donna abandoned us for whatever it was that was so urgent that he had to go after the necropolis. Don't look at me like that. I know it was important. We knew something was wrong when we tried to get out. Got turned around enough times that we knew something was keeping us there. And when we turned back to try and solve the problem, we found what looked like an endless staircase where a grave should have been. Down, then up. There were these books there. Awful things. Must have been hundreds of them. Evelyn opened one up out of curiosity and... Well... You can guess just how badly that turned out. Records, memories of death, all within the pages. Evelyn nearly drowned right in front of me. So I figured, evil books, might as well see what happens if you turn them into kindling. Destroying foci always worked before, so it was reasonable enough hypothesis. It didn't necessarily work this time around, but it did make someone very, very angry. And that's how I met Clifford Bolden, the elder who made this horrible library of death. I thought he took Evelyn away at first. I demanded to know what he did to her, and, well, you know what I do for a living. So I have a very good idea of what it looks like when someone's bullshitting me. And he certainly tried it when he thought he had something to leverage against me. But I called the hesitation when I questioned him. The confusion. 
He didn't know that anyone had been with me. Or at least, didn't know where she went. All we both seemed to know was that she wasn't there. And there was an interesting place. It wasn't quite a library I'd seen, but something more real. Less like someone's imagination and more like a burnt-in memory. The library, still quite prolific by any standard, but more like what you'd find in someone's home. He asked me to sit with him, got the impression he was happy to have someone to chat with, but the last time I had an elder try and be pleasant to me, it was from within my own head, while I had no control over my body. So I wasn't buying it. He wove me a tale of selflessness, of remorse, and of a friend he once knew that turned his back and took him down. He could have told me anything. could have pulled back my heartstrings, appealed to my better nature. But the truth is, I had no intention of listening to him, no matter what he said. I knew what a snake and a liar looked like. It's my job, after all. It was the desperation, you understand? The fear. It's not always malice. Not a moustache-twirling villain with grand plans of ruling the world. It's a man who will do anything to live. Even at the expense of others. Even despite his smile and his soft expression... I could tell from the look in his eyes that he wouldn't hesitate to bash my skull against a rock so he could use me as a handhold to climb out of whatever pit he was trapped in. And I don't resent him for that, I think. I don't claim to be any better. But he was an elder. And even as selfish as I can be sometimes... I don't think I could accept that my life could only endure at the expense of others' deaths. Because I know what that feels like. Not death, but what it feels like to be the one left behind. <clears throat> I knew I still had to play nice, though. I needed to figure out what happened to Evelyn, even as convinced as I was that he didn't have her told him we could help each other, find a way out together. I don't think he quite trusted me either, but he accepted the explanation. Explained his experience with the powerful soul that kept him trapped, unsure if it was another elder that came after the original cohort, or simply someone with magic of a different kind. He didn't know. He only knew that he couldn't break out. It seemed to gall him, but not as much as I expected. Seems that he had much humbler opinion of his ability, even in spite of the unimaginable power he had in the books in his library. There was something he wasn't telling me about it all. But he didn't have 
an effective poker face. And I'd see him glancing to this empty space in the middle of his library. Almost too obviously empty. I tried a few of my own spells in the confines of this place, but I could tell that the moment that I put too much force into it, that it would backfire on me. And I didn't want to take myself out before I could find a blame. The way Bolden watched me, he seemed to be expecting something to happen. From his surprise, it seemed that it never did. Eventually, after my initial attempts failed, and what I felt like many hours had passed, I asked what he was trying to keep from me. He denied. He lied. But I didn't bother with the explanations. I expanded my perception beyond himself and pushed against what I felt in the empty space of his library. And this time, I broke through. And there she was. A woman's body on the table. Older, with red hair run through with grey. Even if I had never seen her before, it was easy to see that this was Elaine O'Donnell. The woman whose grave we had entered into, and the woman who had control over the space we were in, far beyond Clifford Bolden's own power. Bolden explained to me how he tried everything with her, begged, pleaded, bargained, attacked, destroyed, and nothing. So I simply sat down, put my hands together, bent my head, and prayed. I didn't pray much after, well, after coming to Canada. I didn't pray at all, quite frankly. I've done it more since meeting you. Small personal things, chance for my parents, protection from Hanuman. It's become meditative for me, and it helped me quiet my mind enough to hear beyond myself. I thought I heard something like bells in the distance. And I heard the quiet voice of the woman. Promise me, she said. Promise what? That I would protect her. Evelyn. And then... The illusion... Collapsed.
You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. Hi everyone, it's Motsi. Just this week, Israeli forces indiscriminately shot and killed over a hundred starving Palestinians and injured over three hundred while they gathered for humanitarian relief in Gaza, which Israeli citizens have been blocking from entering Gaza. This flower massacre is just one of dozens upon dozens of human rights violations and genocidal acts committed by Israel, massacring starving people trying to get food for their families. The death toll in Gaza has now hit 30,000 Palestinians. There's an active push for an arms embargo on Israel, and more countries have joined the call for a ceasefire. Colombia has suspended weapons purchases from Israel, citing the massacre in Gaza. Please join any protests in your area, if you can, to sanction Israel and push for a ceasefire and arms embargo. And please continue to support relief operating within Gaza, such as the work done by eSIMS for Gaza, the PCRF, Care for Gaza, and so on. eSIMS for Gaza allows Gazans to stay connected and online, which allows medical workers to communicate more efficiently and families to stay in touch with each other. And they're running out of eSIMS, so please donate as much as you can. Do not stop pushing, do not stop donating, do not stop fighting, until Palestine is free from the genocidal forces of Israel. But also, please take care of yourselves. Do what you can, but please stay safe. Kalayaan para sa Palestina. Ingat. Hey everyone, this is Reg Helly, co-creator and co-producer of Hainai. Hainai is a podcast produced by Motsi Dapple, Yoi Halago, Alisa Jimenez, and me, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was co-produced by Jesse Goodsell and written and directed by Motsi Dapul, who also plays the roles of Mary Datuin and Marcy the Interviewer. The role of Ashvin was played by Adil R., the role of Evelyn was played by Natalie, and the role of Clifford Bolden was played by Kalel Tyler. If you'd like to chat with other listeners when this episode goes live, we do a live premiere every other Sunday at 9pm Eastern Standard Time or Toronto Time on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash to help support the production of Hainai, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash You'll get to be a part of our early access program where we release episodes three days earlier on Thursdays at 9pm EST or Toronto time. You can also get bonus video, audio, art, and so much more. Speaking of Patreon, we'd love to give a shout out to the following patrons for all their amazing support. Victoria Goodwin, Pablo Neurotic, Melissa, Megan, Malaya Light, Madeline Hicks, Evie Smith, Danny, Astrakim, and Jesse Goodsell. If you can't subscribe monthly, you can also have the option to buy us a milk tea on coffee at coffee.com slash That's ko-fi.com slash Our ad-free Hainai album, which has our official music and full episodes from Act 1 and 2, is also available in both Patreon and the coffee store. Check out our website, hainaipod.com, for more information. And for more news and updates, don't forget to follow us on our blog, hainaipod.tumblr.com, as well as our socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at hainaipod. That's H-I-N-A-Y-P-O-D. 
Haina is available on Acast and wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoy our Act 3 episodes, and as always, thank you, we love you, and hanggang sa muli. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.